This is Brain Diet, episode number 97. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? How are you doing? Happy New Year. We are into 2022. Can you believe it? I love the new year. I love the opportunity to self-reflect. I love the opportunity to consider what it is that we want to do more of, what it is that we love about our life that we want to magnify. And as much as resolutions are about doing more than perhaps you've done in the past or growing in a way that challenges you, I also think it's an opportunity to really look at how you can better take care of yourself. I think resolutions can be a way of saying, hey, it can be really easy for me to just get caught up in my life and get really busy and I don't want that. Thus, I'm going to make a resolution that accommodates for that, that helps me take care of myself in a better way. I love to laugh and that's always something that has been important to me that I try to do every day and it makes my life so much better and that's one of the things I want to work on even more this year is making sure that I laugh every day and resolutions like that I mean that's what makes life better (laughs) it's when you're really focusing on how to love the life you're living right now anyway whatever it is that you are doing this year whether you are thinking about goals or resolutions or not at all, I would just invite you to consider what you want to do that would help you feel better, that would be nice to yourself. I think those are the best goals to set. Another caveat when it comes to goals, just because this is on my mind, specificity is really important. Like for me to just say laugh more, not super specific and not super achievable for me. When you can be specific with whatever it is that you want to do, it makes it a lot easier for your brain to have a clear pathway to achieve it. It's kind of like if you were to go to the grocery store with just make dinner as your objective, it would be really difficult because it would be a little bit ambiguous, not really sure what I'm making, what ingredients are required for what I'm making. But when you can go to a store and say, I need one apple, I need a radish, I need ground beef or whatever it is, when you can be that specific, the brain's like, all right, we got this. We got to just find these specific items. Same thing goes for goals. So be specific. Anyway, today we are talking about the vital components of weight loss, things that I personally believe are vital to a successful and sustainable lifestyle and long-term result. Why am I talking about this? Why am I talking about the vital components of weight loss? Well, number one, when you have them all in place, when you are paying attention to every single piece to this puzzle, then long-term success and sustainability are most likely. I was driving the other day and I saw a car that had used a bungee cord to attach the hood of the car to the car. And looking at that, it kind of made me laugh. I'm like, man, they are making it work. And I admired that. I'm like, dang, that's pretty cool to just make use of what you got. However, it probably won't work long term. It's going to work okay now. That hood's going to stay on there with that bungee cord for now, but it's not going to work for the long term. And so that's kind of the way that I like to look at these components that we're going to discuss today is 
if you don't have all of them in place, then you won't really be able to use it as long term and have as much long term success. And when you are approaching yourself, sometimes what needs attention is one piece of the car. Other times it's another piece of the car and you need tools to put attention in all of these areas on all of the components that is required. The second reason why I am talking today about these vital components of weight loss is because I find that it's not common to find all of them in one place. And when you don't have all of these pieces to the puzzle, then you have an incomplete puzzle. Here's the way I like to think about it. I don't get my nails done very often, but I do every once in a while. And there are certain things that I require in order to go and get my nails done. <laughs> so it's like I need a place that's close, I need a place that's clean, and I need a place that obviously does a good job. And if one of those pieces are missing, then I'm not likely to go and do it. So if I wanted to get my nails done, but I'm missing one of those pieces, it makes it hard to achieve the results that I want of getting a manicure or a pedicure or whatever it is that I want. Um, another example of the missing piece idea is I love to cook, I love to bake, and sometimes there are obscure ingredients. And I love when I can go to a store and it has every ingredient that I need. If I have to go to multiple stores, then I'm less likely to make the thing that I want to make. So when you have missing pieces, it makes it harder to get what you want. And so when it comes to weight loss, there are a lot of programs and things out there that are missing these vital pieces. Now, each piece in and of itself is awesome. And so if people are just providing meal plans, like that's amazing. Meal plans are awesome. And I use them myself. If people are just providing other things as a singular resource, they're awesome. But like I said, they don't allow us to have the full puzzle in order to get the results that we want. The next reason why I am talking about this is because it's helpful to be able to self-assess and recognize which component needs a little bit of TLC. If you are approaching your body, if you are approaching your weight, if you are approaching your health in general, when you have all of the pieces available to you, all of the tools available to you, it makes it easier to assess what needs attention, right? It's kind of like when your foot is hurting, you don't take a chest x-ray. Like if you keep eating off plan, you don't just change your plan, right? There's something else going on that you have to look at. So what people will do is like, oh, something's not working. I just need to change my diet. And, you know, there are times to change what it is that you're eating. What you're eating is important. But I think too often we go to that as the cause for what's happening when really there is something else we need to address. So if you are in the market for a coach, then I would recommend finding someone that addresses all three of these things that I'm going to be talking about today. Um, these are just kind of my personal opinion of what the vital components are. Every coach is going to do it a little bit different, but I, I think it's worth considering these three components if you are in the market for a coach or if you would just start working on your health to prioritize how you can get all three in whatever it is that you are doing. So like I said, there are three. There are three vital components to weight loss. And of course, it can get more nuanced than that. And that's obviously what coaching is for. But these are the overarching three that I think are the most important, the three that if you pay attention to, you will be able to improve your health. The first vital component of weight loss is obviously physical. It's the obvious one. The first component here is what you are eating and how you are moving your body. Those are all of the physical pieces. In order for a body to lose weight, you need to be in a caloric deficit. 
What that means is that your body requires a certain number of calories to function every day and not change anything. Just in order to be alive and to kind of be active, your total daily energy expenditure is what it's called. Whatever that is, we have to be below that, feed your body less than it needs in order to lose weight. So again, that's something that's important to pay attention to and make sure that you get correctly based on your body and its specific measurements and all of the things. And the same goes for if you are in a muscle building phase, then you have to be very strategic about your calories and eat more than your body uses in a day because your body needs those calories in order to build muscle, right? So these are the physical pieces that you have to figure out. There is also the element of figuring out what your body tolerates because your body is different from any other body. So in terms of figuring out what diet works for you, what eating plan works for you, what foods your body likes and doesn't like, that's kind of an, your own personal experiment that you can figure out. And again, a coach can be really helpful with that. But this physical piece, the calories, the macronutrients, the vitamins and minerals, all those things is probably one of the most straightforward pieces of all of these components of weight loss, just because it's math. It's about looking at the numbers of your total daily energy expenditure and being either in a deficit or a surplus. It's, again, using your data of how your body tolerates things and making slight adjustments. That can be pretty straightforward for the most part. The second component to weight loss is the mental component. What I mean by mental are all of the thoughts that you are thinking what it is that's happening in your brain. What are your beliefs around food? What are your beliefs about your body? Because all of these beliefs, which are just a thought that we have thought over and over and over again, these things shape how you approach eating. Imagine how someone would approach eating if they believed that food was just fuel. For someone to believe that, like, no, no, food is just fuel. Food is not entertainment. Imagine how that person might approach eating. It would be very different than someone who had the belief that food is the best form of entertainment, right? And not that one is right over the other, but they can shape how you approach food and they can shape ultimately your physical appearance. If you have a belief that certain foods are good or that certain foods are bad, then that is going to shape how you approach food. This is something that I see a lot when we start to track macronutrients, me and my clients, where there is this approach of, but wait, I can't have that because it's a bad food. And even if it's not said explicitly like that, the more that we start to uncover things, it's pretty clear that we have these associations, we have these labels around food that determine which ones we choose to eat, which ones we avoid, which ones we overconsume, right? And so figuring out these beliefs, figuring out the thoughts that you are having about food can really help you get out of your own way. Because if there are certain goals that you want to achieve that you've never achieved before, again, we can get the math in place, but there's so much more happening mentally that once you clean that up, it makes the math and the eating part so much easier. Think about as well, if someone even just had the thought, I can't lose weight, or it's really hard to lose weight, or it's really hard to build muscle. It's really hard to get stronger, right? If you have these beliefs, you'll likely approach your goals with some discouragement, perhaps some intimidation. And those types of things don't allow you to show up in a really empowered way. Imagine a thought of, I hate my body. 
if that exists in someone's mind as a sentence and someone doesn't question it, they just assume that it's true, think about how that impacts the way they approach food. If someone hates their body, they're not likely to want to nourish it. They're not likely to want to take exquisite care of it and make sure that it has everything that it needs. In order to take exquisite care of our bodies and to nourish our bodies, it requires us to think very loving thoughts about ourselves. If we hate ourselves, it's difficult to love our bodies. See what I'm saying? (laughs) So this is why this mental piece is so vital because we have these thoughts that we don't even question. And then what happens is those thoughts then get in the way of us achieving our goals. Like we get in our own way with how we think about weight loss or how we think about our bodies. Another thing that's really fascinating to observe in ourselves is if we have a plan for ourselves, like especially if we're in the new year and you have a plan of how you want to eat or whatever it is, when you eat off plan, when you do not follow what it is that you had initially intended to follow, what do you believe? What do you make it mean when you go off plan? That's why this mental piece is important because if you go off plan and you say, well, that just means I can't do it. I guess I'm just going to quit now. Like thinking that way, of course, you just quit and you don't keep up with putting in the work and pursuing the goals that you want. It's so important to pay attention to what you make it mean when you don't follow through with what you want to follow through with. Wow, did I say with too many times? You get what I'm saying? Your thoughts about yourself and food will make or break your physical goals and their importance cannot be overstated. So when it comes to whatever your goals are, weight loss or otherwise, Having this mental peace is crucial. It's vital. Otherwise, you get in your own way so much to the point where you stop yourself, where you prevent yourself from ever achieving the things that you want to achieve. So that is component number two is this mental peace. The third and final vital component to weight loss that I believe is the emotional peace, the emotional component to weight loss. What do you do when you're feeling emotions that you don't want to feel. When you're feeling boredom, when you're feeling restlessness, when you're feeling anxiety, when you're feeling an urge to eat, what do you do? If you don't know what to do with your emotions, then many of us go to extreme efforts to avoid them, to resist them, to react to them, do anything but allow them. So, of course, this gets in the way of a goal like weight loss, because if you don't have emotional skills in place, then you could likely go to food as a way to numb your emotions. You know, I say this all the time, but one of the keys to weight loss is feeling your feelings. And that doesn't sound very attractive, but it is kind of the truth. Because what happens is we make a plan for what we're going to eat, and then we have an urge for something off our plan, or we're feeling bored. And because we don't want to feel those emotions, we go off our plan. We deviate from whatever it is we had set for ourselves. If we learn the skills to feel our feelings, if we become really aware of what it is that's coming up for us and develop the ability to feel those feelings, it makes it a lot easier to quit reacting to them, to be able to allow those emotions as a part of your human experience and not let them get in the way of the goals that you want to achieve. Lack of the attention to our emotion is one of the things that contributes to us eating when we really don't need to. When we eat off plan or when we eat more than we need to fuel our bodies, it's essentially just the symptom. 
of a cause that's unrelated to food. Eating is the symptom. The cause is the feeling that we don't want to feel. Feelings are created by our thoughts. So if we can look at our thoughts, if we can look at our emotions, and we can learn to assess our thoughts and feel our feelings, then the symptom of eating the food, by extension, can be eliminated. When you can feel your feelings and listen to your body and understand your mind and your emotions, we don't need to do anything about them. We can just assess them and not solve for them. This is why we can't just pay attention to what we're eating. Because what we're eating is really simple. Like I said, it's pretty straightforward. It's just math. And the reason we aren't eating what it is that we planned is usually because of a mental or an emotional piece. When you are approaching your weight loss, we don't want to just solve the symptom. We don't want to just put a Band-Aid on top of something that is going to get worse underneath. When you can solve for the cause of why your body isn't what you want it to be, which is your thoughts and your feelings that perhaps you don't want to pay attention to or you want to avoid, then the eating becomes easy. Think about this. When these three components are aligned, when you are paying attention to your emotions and feeling them, when you are deconstructing your beliefs about food, and when you are really dialing in what it is that you are eating, there is peace and sustainability. You are able to care for yourself in all of these areas, and then the weight loss is just an awesome bonus. I believe that these three components are vital to well-rounded health. It's not just like, hey, let's have you lose weight because I think everyone should lose weight. I certainly don't think that. But I do think it's a really powerful opportunity to take a deep look into ourselves and what it is that we are avoiding and what beliefs that we have that maybe we can adjust. Well-rounded health isn't just what the scale says. It isn't just hitting your macros. Well-rounded health is for sure fueling your body, but it is also looking at what you're thinking and being very deliberate about it. It is also looking at what you're feeling and feeling those things on purpose. When you can have those three components in place, you have what I consider to be a relatively complete puzzle that facilitates well-rounded health. Those three components are something for you to consider as you move forward with the year. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Hey, do you have a coach guiding you through your weight journey? If not, I would be so thrilled to be yours. I want to invite you to come work with me in my private one-on-one -on -one program, where I create an individualized plan for you based on your body in order to create the results that you want. I teach you how to not even want the foods that are sabotaging your physical goals, all while learning how to be more confident, how to feel better, and how to up-level your life. We work to create the body that you want and to feel good doing it. To sign up for a free mini session with me, check out the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon.